Guys, I'm glad you're here. I was kind of worried. I was kind of worried that you weren't going to make it. But here you are, yes, for episode 166 of the one and only Supernaturalist podcast show. My name's Darren Stott, and today we're going to have a conversation with Wanda Alger and Anna Mendez Farrell. We go deep. We go fi. We go fi. We go high fi. We go high fidelity on this on this podcast, Kai. And uh, and we get into some stuff that typically isn't talked about publicly. Um, and this is where I know the majority of you have the maturity to handle this and 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 not just handle, but enjoy it and to process through it and to come to your own conclusions. What this podcast is not is us getting preachy and telling people that they have to think the same way that we're thinking and 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 and. And everything else, okay? So, like I said, the majority of you are just going to dig this, but I've already gotten emails on this particular uh, podcast of of people's concerns and whatnot. And hey, you know what? That's all good, okay? Okay, that's uh, that's that's all good. But this is why this podcast I- exists. It, it, this podcast does not exist to give you, you know, three steps to hearing God's voice. Like that's already out there. <laughs> And there's nothing wrong with that. But this podcast exists to dive into, to dive into just, to dive into it, right? To have the to have real, honest, deep conversations um, that are that are hopefully uh, as uncensored as possible. So you're in for such a treat. I love Wanda Alger. I love Anna Mendez Farrell. These are mighty warriors in the kingdom of God. You definitely need to check out their websites and social media gear because these women are the real deal and they are they are shifting things in the kingdom and it was such a treat to have this conversation with them. All right guys, without any further ado, let's dive into episode 166 with Wanda Alger, Anna Mendez Farrell right here right now on the Supernaturalist podcast show. Let's go. The gospel means good news. Like, you can't change the definition of the gospel. We fail to take control of something that God had given us stewardship over. This is not just going to be given to you. You're going to have to stand for something. That's what the battle is for. The battle is for your awakening. The battle is for your first love. The battle is for you to, to awaken. When God say, get on the way right now, begin to move with what is happening right now, and stop looking and fantasizing in your mind and imprisoning the revival that God wants to bring. The Supernaturalist, The Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Wanda Alder and Anna Mendez Farrell. Hey! All right, so welcome to Seattle. <laughs> and this is like, uh, now you've been, you've been to Seattle before, uh, uh, just kind of just searching out the land and seeing what you, mm-hmm. but this is like your first time actually ministering here in Seattle. Is that right, Anna? No, we came to minister like 10 years ago. Oh, you did? Yeah, we came to a hotel, like, like, like a conference, but I don't remember where or how. All right, so you're here 10 years ago, um, and, and now here we are 10 years later, and um, it it almost feels like it almost feels like a different city, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, uh, and I wish I could say it feels so much better and so much more like, like heaven. But man, we've been through hell for the last two years. I know. Yeah, and, and, and it, feels like, it feels like now is the time for the church to arise and to shine and to begin to shift some things. Because it's felt like the church has been waiting on the government to shift some things. But we've been waiting a while. Yeah, and uh, one thing I know is when there is a divine purpose over a city that is so big, is when the enemy just comes and wants to just close everything and, and discourage everybody. It is because of the assignment of heaven over that place. And we need to be aware and just, and like, like you're saying, is the solution is not the government. The solution is who we are. Let me, let me ask you, when we were diving, when we went into the city, I brought you in um, uh, through, the gate, through the gateway of the city, through King Street, and then we drove up through Pioneer Square, where uh, Doc Maynard had his different brothels and stuff through there, and then we drove up first, mm -hmm. and we went up uh, into the Pike Place Market, and uh, by the first Starbucks, and then we went down to the waterfront, and then we went to the Gates Foundation. When we were on that journey, um, what were you sensing in, in, our, in our city? Well, actually, we were aware that there was like a, like a spider web that was covering the city, and it had a seal of Freemasonry uh, by, by uh, Albert Pike. Mm. And just we started to pray to break that thing, because in the ancient uh, traditions of the Native Americans, the spiders are very, very key, actually the main goddess or something, it's like a mother spider, and the dream catchers and all of that, they weave destinies. Wow. So the, wow. the idea, the ancient idea of the web is to, to weave the destiny of a city. So that was really, really bad, and then we found that, that uh, my sister Cecilia was watching the same, like, cables, what is this cables? And I says, this is the spider web. And, uh, and when we arrived to the foundation of Bill Gates, there was this incredible, uh, like a dream catcher web on top that was literally dictating over the city. And we also noticed when we went to the needle that uh, I said to my assistant, Anna, and I really want to honor Anna, because uh, Anna Torrenegra, where you are. She's an amazing, she's an amazing spiritual mapper. She sees things that nobody sees. She's really like the, the eyes of the eagle. So we want to honor you, Anna. Thank you so much. And, uh, and we were watching, and there was this building with two spiders. I say, this is, this is strange. This is really, really strange. So, so I believe that, that something happened. We believe the fire of the Lord just started to break that thing, which is an tremendous curse of the, over the city. Yeah, I was going to say, when we're, we're just driving into the city and you saw like a massive web, like, like, like a net, or like mm -hmm. a network, like a big web yeah. over the waters. Mm -hmm. And then when we finally got to the Gates Foundation, they've mm -hmm. got that installation of that art piece, which is a mm -hmm. massive web mm -hmm. over top of these lakes, these little ponds. That, mm -hmm. it, you, we literally saw exactly what you described, what you were mm -hmm. seeing is when we got to the, this, this web over the waters mm -hmm. and you just began to pray about the unweaving and the, the unraveling of, mm -hmm. that, of exactly. that web and, and masonry over, over the currency here, over, over, the, over the economic system here. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, that was, that was so powerful. Yeah, it was binding. It was binding the economics. We have to understand that 
when Seattle, the, the chief Indian, I, I mean, I saw it in the spirit how he literally sold his birth, call it that way, no? His birthright to money. Wow. And at that point, the commerce was under a covenant that was like, like really bad. So, but all of that happens because there is a divine assignment of God of great providence. When I saw the angel of, uh, of wisdom of creation, mm. he had a tremendous providence and, and, and prosperity. And that is what is, they are trying to block because if the right people get the right finances, then we blow this thing up. So that thing, the devil is just like trying mm. to stop that. Wow, wow, wow. And Wanda, how about yourself when you're flying into the city and, and uh, you just began to kind of take everything in? What was the Lord kind of showing you? Because um, this is your first time mm -hmm. in, to Seattle, so welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh. Welcome to heaven on earth. Come on. And uh, yeah, so okay. what, 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 were you, what were you discerning and feeling when you came into the, the city? Well, like I said, Thursday night, it was really more for the Seattle Revival Center felt the fire of, of God yes. that had been stirred here. Uh, I think really picking up on what Anna brought with the wisdom of creation, the angelic, actually it's, it's more what I'm seeing through this weekend. Um, and even during worship, since I'll go ahead and share it here, because the, as I shared earlier, there is a governing aspect, that, that weightiness of wisdom, you know, from the West Coast. And even during worship, uh, I saw this, the massive angel there at the Northwest Gate. And as you were worshiping, the wings were flapping according to the worship. And it was giving energy. And it was like a reminder uh, of the power of your, your worship here. And I heard uh, watchmen of worship and sentinels of celebration because this is an assigned place, a gateway from the Northwest, and your worship, uh, the Lord's calling that up to be watchmen, and I, and I just speak this over the worship team and the worship leaders, to have those eyes, just like a sentinel, it's very specific to see in the spirit, because your worship, what is said and spoken, the angels are waiting to hear the word of the Lord. Catch the heart of God. So even worship, you know, we can worship in a house and it encourages us. But understand, you're stewarding something very powerful from this gate through your worship amen. as sentinels and watchmen. So amen. that's what I saw. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I believe that the prophetic worship, as you encourage the prophetic worship, the power of prophetic worship, when I say prophetic, this is very important. Because there's a difference between spontaneous worship and prophetic worship. Wow. Mm -hmm. it, it is prophetic when heaven takes over. Mm -hmm. And the more you allow your team to bring the prophetic worship into place, the more the people are going to start to have experiences. Yes. They're going to start uh, uh, activating their angels. Mm -hmm. Prosperity will come tremendously. Mm -hmm. Versus beautiful songs that we all enjoy but don't have the power mm -hmm. of the prophetic that just bring heaven down and arrests the minds, the spirits of the people. So we really encourage you to pursue that avenue. Yeah, absolutely. And sound is so important, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to this region. You know, uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, grew up just two miles up, up the, up the, up the street mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. and, um, and he was known for creating a new sound um, that had never been heard before. Mm -hmm. um, it, uh, some people think it sounded like a thousand cats dying at once. <laughs> um, 
And yet nobody had done that before. Uh, you know, and, uh, and actually, a lot of people don't realize that we had an incredible jazz scene. I think it was probably back in the, in the 20s. And, and it was really, it was a, uh, a pioneering sound even for jazz. Um, and then we had, um, you know, uh, Jimmy in the, in the 70s. And then we also had um, uh, uh, the big scene in the 90s, in the early 90s. Which is, it's interesting. Oftentimes you'll see a parallel between like r revivals in, in sound and, and genres and also within the church. And it's kind of interesting because at the, at the moment of the grunge scene hitting in, in, in Seattle and going to the nations from here, uh, which was a sound of fatherlessness, there was really a, a move of God being released in Toronto, which was a restoration of the Father heart of God back into the church. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting how, how, how uh, you can sometimes begin to discern a, a, a move that's taking place by the, the contrasting sound that's being created in the culture. But so believe what you're saying is true, that it's time for a sound from the kingdom to begin to come from Puget Sound mm -hmm. that would pave the way for yes. a move of God to follow. Yes. And you know, as, as a musician, when we're talking about frequency, because I know we talk about sound, but even as a musician, you know when you are like in tune. It's wow. like all the sound waves, they match. And that is powerful in the spirit because it represents that unity of the spirit. And that's something in worship to, because it's not the songs or the, I mean, the words are important, but I think even the sound according to heaven, is that frequency when we know we are so in tune. And, I mean, it is a musical reality, but it's a spiritual reality. And to find that and then stay there. Mm -hmm. Grow from that place. Don't leave it. Sometimes we, we leave those places. But when you find that frequency, stay there because that's, an, that's opening something into the spirit. Uh, and, and I think you have a lot of opportunity and potential to do a lot more of that and to invite the intercession into that. Wow. Uh, wow. Because that's when things then can be said and sung, obviously even prophetic songs from this place more and more, you know, and partnering with these angels. Yeah, amazing. Now, you just said the I word, intercession, and intercession is an interesting word, you know. Um, uh, and there's kind of different models of, uh, I don't know if you know this, I feel like I'm probably teaching you something that you don't know. <laughs> So there are different models for intercession, right? And this is kind of this is kind of what I'm wondering. Um, uh, some of the models that we have for intercession seem a little bit painful. Uh, in that sometimes sometimes it sounds like people are actually almost being tortured when they're when they're praying, you know. Uh, and sometimes it's sometimes it's almost torturous listening listening to people pray, you know. And kind of what I'm wondering is. You guys are traveling the globe. You're very, you have a pulse on what the Lord is doing in the bride. Um, what do you think the future of intercession looks like um, uh, for the church? Well, first of all, the word intercession is an interesting word. And I think we confuse intercession for prayer, for a lot of things. That there has to be different words. Because intercession means to be in the middle to be in between. That's what interceding means. So be in the gaps of something cannot come against. Wow. So wow. that is intercession. But then you have prayer, and then you have prophetic prayer, and then you bring heaven down. And all of that, I think we need a new vocabulary because we yes. put everything in the same basket, and it's not. Yes. But I think, like, coming back to the sounds, because the sounds are very, very important. And... Uh, the tuning that you were saying. 
it is very important to understand the tuning of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because let's say we are in a certain frequency, and then suddenly these persons start being tormented with an intercessor of, of uh, giving birth to something. That's out of tune. <laughs> wow. You see? Yeah. If the move is giving birth, then everybody starts mm -hmm. into that move. Mm -hmm. But if something comes up like that, like disturbing everything, that's a spirit of distraction. Wow. That's mm -hmm. not intercession. That wow. is being completely out of tune. Yeah. So the church needs to learn how to tune into the frequencies of heaven. That's good. Mm -hmm. Because that is why we pray, let your kingdom come. But mm -hmm. it's not something for the future. You need to break the curse of the future. Seattle has the slogan, yes. it is the future. Right. And everything goes to the future. Mm -hmm. And in the future, and then the kingdom will come and the good things will come right. and everything will come in the future. No, that is completely against the kingdom right. of God. Right. Right. And no, hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So we need to tune in and I believe the Lord is raising up a generation of the kingdom. Yes. And every generation has a different sound. Yes. So we need to find that sound of this generation. And I believe the generation of light has a sound mm. that is like, that it really is going to completely annul the sounds of Hendrix and all these sounds that yes. were here before that has the power. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they have monuments to the That's Hendrix right. and everything. And, right. and the That's art right. is consecrated to the guitars and the pianos, thinking in them. Mm -hmm. So we need to, it's like a battle of sounds. That's right. That's okay. right. Mm -hmm. And That's right. Uh, when we start to tune in and, and really entering that realm, like you were saying, the flapping of the angels, there are angels that when they flap, they're, I mean, they're like cherubs and big. It's the hierarchies. Yeah. When they flap their, their wings, I mean, they break structures like you cannot imagine. So it's not about how much I'm going to pray, 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 pray. No, allow this to happen. And when you're allowing and you're tuning up with heaven, then you allow. And heaven is the one that is orchestrating what's happening. And then amazing things start to happen. And you didn't do nothing, but the angels show up and start, blah, 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 blah. And the structures come down. And you didn't open your mouth. You were just worshiping the Lord and saying, hallelujah, Lord. You know what I mean? So that is the importance of tuning in. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Two things that come to mind, one in terms of the corporate and changes to, to intercession, is discerning the body in our worship. And this is specifically to those who, who are called to intercession. When we're by ourselves in our own prayer closet, you know, we, can, we have a freedom to do whatever, be it groan in intercession or cry or laugh or whatever, and that's beautiful, but when we come in to the body, then it's corporate. It's not individual. Right. And I think what we've gotten used to is a lot of individual worship in a corporate setting. Wow. And we're not finding that unity, that frequency. And even in communion, that's where that scripture is to discern the body. This is what I call our intercessors and worshipers to, that when we come co together collectively, what is the body doing? You personally may want to do something, but what is the body doing and you defer one to another and, and find out who's really in tune it's just like on a worship team you can tell where the anointing is who who has it and you defer to one another you know to let the spirit flow through the other thing that comes to mind is that traditionally we've done a lot of petition and the, the change is because it's asking asking rather than just living from yeah you know yeah. and and 
speaking from his heart and simply saying it out loud because his kingdom is here. And I think that reality is going to come more and more. So it's going to end up being much more praise uh, and not so much asking, but praising from a place of absolute faith. We're already here. Man, that's so good. That is so good. There's a powerful verse that I like a lot in the book of Ruth where Naomi is instructing Ruth and says, when you go in front of the man, don't say nothing. Don't ask for nothing. Wait till he has finished eating and drinking. And many times we don't allow the Lord to drink from our wells. We start just petitioning and petitioning and petitioning and petitioning. And he has to drink first. He has to receive first. He, we need to understand that is the power of worship that comes from, from the spirit. And then you hardly have to, to ask for anything. Just have and start pouring down everything you need. Mm-hmm. And that waiting is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing that I've, that I've really got while well, you guys have been sharing this weekend is, is that our, our perspective is so important when it comes to our proclamation and even our, our praise. Because uh, a lot of times we have really good intention, but we end up making declarations that are more based off of lack. And, um, uh, it, you, know, you know, for example, you know, if, it, even in, a, in an environment, in a corporate environment, if I get up and I start rebuking fear in Jesus' name. You know, I rebuke fear. Well, without even realizing it, uh, I, I have just framed out an environment of fear in the room, and all of a sudden people are thinking, oh my gosh, am I afraid? Maybe, maybe I am afraid. I, I am afraid. Oh my gosh, I didn't think I was afraid, but now I'm afraid. Or, and sometimes we can easily do that in our, in our songs, you know. I need, you know, I need, uh, you know, and all of a sudden it, it, we can frame out lack. Like Jesus, what you've given is it, you know? Um, so it's 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 amazing. It's how how powerful our our words and our prayers can be. But sometimes we're actually our own worst enemy mm-hmm. in our place of prayer and and proclamation, and we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot sometimes with some of the things because we're not living from the right world or mm-hmm. living from the right from the right realm, or we're living on the world, mm-hmm. trying to bring heaven to earth. Yeah, and also you find a lot of songs that have been written with a very good intention that completely are against the kingdom. It's like you don't have nothing. The Lord has to continue doing things that he has already done. And, and people are of spirit filled and oh, it's like they have never received the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy yes. Spirit is here. Yes, yes. The Holy Spirit was released 2,021 years ago <laughs> over all the earth. The, the Holy Spirit doesn't need to, to be outpoured. That's right. It is already here. You yeah. just have to tap into that dimension where everything is possible, where he is. So it's not about him downpouring something. It's about you entering into what is already here on earth over all flesh. Yes. All flesh. Animals including. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Animals including. Next time you come, we'll have all, uh, uh, you know, animals here, you know, so to make you feel more, more at home. Little birds flying around, you know, and that'd be, be kind of fun. The, believe it or not, <laughs> I, 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 have, have, I have had that, that vision that, that I'm worshiping and suddenly they are like dogs and birds and things just start to come in and, and, and be with us. That happened to Francis of Assisi. Yes. When, they, when they were in their church worshiping, the animals will come and worship and worship with the people. 
Is that awesome? Because I, the Bible says that he poured his spirit over all flesh. It doesn't say over all people. It says over all flesh. And believe, and believe me, there are animals like the mule that spoke to the prophet. There are some animals that can give you a lesson, that can teach you things. <laughs> that can, there are animals, no really, there are animals that move with angels. I mean, I have seen animals moving with angels in complete uh, uh, synchrony. Wow. I mean, I mean amazing. And they are, they are tuned. They are tuned to what the Holy Spirit is doing. And, and some people are so out of tune. And these animals are in tune. It's like, oh, God, help us. <laughs> I was going to ask you, five years ago, there was a word that was released in America about the significance of port cities and that there was going to be a move of God in, in port cities, especially on the West Coast. And it was a, 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 a word that got framed out by James Gall about a West Coast rumble, but that God was going to step down and the left coast was going to become the blessed coast and God was going to dance. But there's something about port cities, these cities that are on the water. And, uh, and I wanted to ask you guys about this because there's something about water and, um, and especially just um, uh, with you being a, um, a diver, you've, you, you, you've been a diver for years, 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 but you've also um, uh, taken teams of intercessors uh, into the waters off these port cities. And so you, 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 I'd love to ask both of you, but there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a particular kind of warfare that's taking place in these port cities that has to do with the water um, that I don't think, I think the majority of us have probably never even heard about. Uh, would you be willing to just share with us a little bit about the, the battle that's taking place in these cities that are on the waters? This is very interesting because we did a very deep research on waters specifically when we went to Antarctica and when we went into the uh, Bermuda Triangle to, to scuba dive there. And uh, I got to a, a document from an apostle in, in Africa, and he was a former warlock. And he, gave, and he became Christian and he became an apostle and he really came against the spirit of witchcraft big time. And he, he tells his testimony on how he was trained in the cities underwater. And he explained how there are cities in front of the main ports. They are underwater cities. Underwater cities. Underwater these... cities where they get trained. And he was explained, this is like so unusual, but he will enter the water physically and enter the water and went to take power there. And, and he was saying, you cannot imagine how many Christians also go there to take their powers from the waters. Water is the main source where, I mean, it, it, the, if you want to have power, you need the waters. Hmm. That's, that's the mentality that they have. Like if they want a, an idol to seduce the people and mm -hmm. to have power, they mm -hmm. make a statue and they put it in the water. They want to capture the mines with Mickey Mouse, for example. Yeah. They have to sink Mickey Mouse in the waters. Wow. And wow. they had wow. a museum underwater with all these characters because from the waters, they can control the minds of the wow. people. So this is, this is really intense. And, uh, and it, it's so, so unusual and supernatural. And actually, we entered one of the cities underwater in Antarctica. And uh, of course, we destroy it. And, uh, and that's where the star, there's a queen that controls the water. And I believe the star, that star box is completely under that. And all the mermaids, mermaids are very powerful. 
to bring homosexual spirits and uh, I mean, all kinds of sexual sins. Mm -hmm. We have been in deliverance sessions where we literally see the people with the tails and they wrap the, so there are spirits that come and wrap from the waist down the people to control the sexual life. That's what I was gonna ask you, if these mermaids, if they're more of a, a spirit or if they're more of almost like, or if they're actually flesh, they take on. Both, Yeah. both. I was showing her a video that is on, on internet of two oceanographers in Greenland that capture on camera a mermaid. I don't know if you have seen it. Right, like spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really, really spooky, but they are also, also spirit. And when we're doing that, that uh, research, there's an interesting verse that says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and to the inhabitants under the water. Wow. Inhabitants, he wow. was not wow. referring to the, to the lobsters and to the <laughs> octopus, to the inhabitants. Right. So, I don't know what they are, but I know this is true. Yes. <laughs> the Lord says, wow, woe to the inhabitants, that is intense. So, Waters are very important. It's very important to consecrate the waters and to really, and to really understand how, how they operate. But every single thing that has power on the land has a connection underwater. They know it perfectly. Wow, wow, wow. So you just cut the connection. How, what do you do? You cut the connection between this idol or this power or whatever and the waters. Power. <laughs> power. <laughs> also, uh, make sure that you um, you can go onto YouTube and just look up Anna Mendez Farrell um, Scuba Warfare. I think that's what I YouTube, and you can actually watch the videos of her and her team going down. And the Lord shows you where to go, and and uh, you guys go on these assignments. And I love the video of all all. All, all, all you guys on your knees holding hands around these false gods and these, these sunken things that have been put out there and you guys are breaking the power over them. And it's so, it's so cool. It's so, it's so out of the box. It's so much fun. Well, because intercession is fun. Yes. Intercession is not just being in a room. Prank, 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 prank. That's boring. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really admire you. <laughs> all this time, all these people. And I said, Lord, no, no, they have to get out. They have to really get the fun part of this because it's real fun. Yes. It's real fun. I mean, when you really, the Lord starts to take you to the places and it, it's really, it's really great. Awesome. Wanda, do you want to jump in on the Port Cities uh, conversation? I got, I got <laughs> Go nothing. Go jump in on the mermaids conversation. <laughs> I got nothing. Well, let me, let me, a, let me ask you this. I, I do have a question for you. So, uh. You and you and Billy have been pastoring for many, many years. Bobby. What? <laughs> Bobby. Billy. I knew that. Bobby. Uh, so you and Bobby have been pastoring for many years. Now, this has been a tricky last two years for, mm -hmm. for pastoring. Now, uh, I did see a stat that came out last year. I think it's from the Barna Group that said that 50% of millennials um, had left the church uh, during 2020 with no intent of returning back to the to the to the church, and that and that and that includes any sort of Zoom church or any sort of online. Like they walked away and they and they were just done. And I just wanted to get your your input on um, how how the church handled this 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 pandemic, this bioweapon, this thing that got released onto our country. 
Do you, um, do you feel like the church modeled this thing with courage and, 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 and leadership? Do you, uh, uh, or, you know, how, how, do you, how do you feel like the church really led? And, and what's, what's in, in you and your husband's heart um, regarding really seeing the church begin to lead? Because um, it looks like there might not be a shortage of crises coming. <laughs> And so uh, if you could just kind of share with us just some of your observations um, regarding this last year and then also how that kind of affects us in the present going forward. Okay, you had about five questions in there, so. Uh, I got a, a couple more. <laughs> no, go, go, go. Because uh, you, you started out with millennials who wanted to leave the church. I mean, we've got three kids in their 20s. Okay. And so this is our, our life. Um, and, you know, the fact is our kids, especially in the younger generation, they don't have the history, you know, of those who are 40, 50, older. And it is really hard for them to even have any context for what's happening. And because of the desensitizing that our culture has done, especially with media and social media, right. uh, it, it can really be a hard sell to even try to suggest different things. Uh, a lot of this generation also is very mercy heart, yeah. very mercy centered, yeah. and they, they want to help people. And so, you know, to start saying this is right and this is wrong, you have to make a choice. That's very hard for a generation that just wants to help and love everybody. That's right. And so it goes back to what's, what's our foundation of our faith. Wow. And so in terms of the church, um, I mean, if we're going to apply it to the pandemic, plandemic, um, Whatever. Uh, you know, we, we closed down for, I think, maybe three months until we realized we started getting a heads up of what was coming. Mm. And, and we opened up. And for us, we needed to be authentic. We needed to be ourselves and hold true to what we were preaching right, and teaching. Right. And so uh, we, didn't, we didn't mandate anything. And what we found is that people are looking for authenticity, they're looking for leadership. Yes. They're looking for people in the church to lead who are willing to take a stand. It's true, it's true. And it's been sad to see many churches closed. In our city, uh, a lot of churches closed. And there's still some that have not opened up. Wow. And every Sunday we get people who come, sometimes from an hour away. We've wow. had from two and a half hours away. I can't find a church. You know, we need a church. And they're looking for someone that at least is, is spirit-filled, that has some kind of clue and is not afraid to talk about it. That's right. And so, on the one hand, I think this has been a good sifting of the Lord. It's been needed because some of those churches need to be closed and they need to stay closed. <laughs> but at the same time, I believe that there's more leaders because of the hour. There's a whole new generation as well of leaders who are rising up. Amen. Because leaders emerge when there's crisis, when there's no one else leading, a, a God-anointed leader will rise up because they know this is not right. Someone's got to do something. That's what's happening in our culture. And they're not even Christians, but these leaders are beginning to rise up because they're not seeing it displayed. And so the churches that are going to last are those that are, they've taken a stand. They're not afraid to speak. Now, it's going to look different because, you know, Bobby is not me. And he's not going to say things the same way that I do. But people know him. And there's a lot of different ways that you can take a stand. You know, it, it doesn't always have to be in a preachy way from the pulpit. 
you know, because you care about the people. Sometimes it's one-on-one, -on -one, this kind of discussion. Let wow. me hear your heart, right. you know, and you build trust uh, and lead people to the truth. But uh, I'm encouraged about where things are headed because I'm seeing churches stand up. I'm seeing pastors who are, are doing what they need to do and rallying together. It, I think the tide has turned. Amen, 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 amen. I believe it. The tide has turned. We declare it. I mean. You want to jump in? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I believe part of this lockdown and this thing, even though it was coordinated by demonic forces and everything, God also took over. It is not the devil that has the power to shut down the, world church, the church in the world. The devil doesn't have that power. Don't you ever think the devil has that power. God allowed it for a reason. And I think it was to shake the church. We needed That's a right. shaking. That's right. That's right. That's we right. needed to understand certain things. We needed to adjust a lot of thinking, a lot, a lot of things that are not working. Mm -hmm. Because we just do church and do church and do church but it's really work. Is it really working? People are really being transformed. I mean, and you see the same things inside and outside. We are not the living epistles that God calls us to be. Right. And churches, I'm going to change the world now. The word now. I will say congregations, because the church is mm -hmm. us. Yeah, we are the good. church. Mm -hmm. Wherever two or more they are, there is a church. Mm -hmm. So this is a congregation that mm -hmm. gathers in an auditorium. Mm -hmm. This is not the church. That's this right. is an auditorium, right. a congregation, mm -hmm. right. a fellowship, or whatever you want to call. So the church is alive, and the church is in control of God. I believe we need to understand a new language, a new sound, new words. The millennial people are tired tired of the nonsense, tired of hypocrisy, mm -hmm. tired of not seeing genuine people. Yeah, come on. Come on. They are tired. Yeah. I mean, I talk to the, to the people. When all these churches start to close, we start to be flooded mm -hmm. with all these people yeah. because they wanted something that was real, something that was exciting, something, something mm -hmm. that they can tune in and it's going to be revolutionary. Millennials, I mean, every young person is a revolutionary. They want to change the world, and we have to use this, this energy. I mean, the major leaders in the world, Hitler and, and, and Castro and all of these leaders, they knew that if they tap into the young people, mm -hmm. they, can change, they can change a generation because they are revolutionaries inside. Mm -hmm. But we miss out just filling them with sermons and sermons and sermons and sermons and sermons, mm -hmm. and we bind them to a structure that they have to live their lives to hear thousands and thousands of sermons, and that's their life. And they feel that they are right with God. They are not right with God. They need to be the light of this world that is the call of God. And the new generation are looking for people that really demonstrate the power of the kingdom. The Come kingdom on. is not words. Come on. The kingdom is the demonstration mm -hmm. of the power, the anointing, the very mm -hmm. presence, the personality, who God is. And that's what the new generation are seeking 
to find. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only thing that fills the void inside of them. If we feed them that, they are coming like mm -hmm. by the tons. We have tons of young people that are just coming and coming and coming. Probably they will never gather in a church anymore. But right. they gather in their house, they gather with their friends, they gather in the park. Hallelujah. That's how Jesus gathered. He gathered in the park, he gathered in the, in the, in the waters, in the boat. Mm -hmm. Amen, hallelujah. They want to gather in the boat? Gather in a boat? Yeah. That's, that's fun. Yes. Yes. I'll gather in a boat. Yeah. If anyone's got a yeah. real big yeah. boat, <laughs> let's gather. Well, this Come can be fantastic. find me after the meeting. I remember times we'll gather where we used boat. to just... Just break the, 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 the structures and just go out and preach in a park, go inside a boat. Right. Let's take boats. Mm -hmm. And we take boats. And then, yeah, really. And let's just worship in the water. Not really. Yeah. We took the Rhine River. The Rhine River was like really binding all Europe. Yeah. So we orchestrated with six nations where the Rhine River goes. And we, we rented these huge boats and we put an orchestra our friends from Germany created the symphony of the Rhine, yeah. inspired by the angels. Yes. And we all sounded, we have boats everywhere in the Rhine, and we all sounded the symphony of heaven at the same time. It was the most powerful thing ah, ever. That's cool. <laughs> so this, yeah, Let's do so, that. Yeah. So there's Let's a, do it again. There's, there's, do it again, Lord. Come on. We can, we can do it in the, in the, in the, in the Puget Sound. Yes. We can do it. We can do amazing things that are fun to do. Yes. There are great. Yes. And the waters receive the sound. Amen. Sound is very powerful in, in the waters. Amen. So mm -hmm. when you become creative, then you involve the youth. Then yep. they are Come on. Forward. That's it. Yep. Oh, yes. That's it. Let's go. Let's yep. go. Let's mm -hmm. go. Let's train the people. Let's go up to Mount Rainier. Aye, they're all set for that. Come on. Come on. Uh, Come on. No, let's go inside a room and pray for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Let's no, train yeah. war. Let's, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come yeah. on. That's biblical. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's have fun. Come the on. kingdom of God is fun. It's joy. Yes. So let's do things that are attractive to them. Come on. But we have become so religious, so boxing everything. They hate it. So true. rather we it's change true. or we lose a generation. That's yeah, true. I hate it. You know, sometimes I have to Hallelujah. go to stuff just because I'm a pastor. But, you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. Come on. Let's get creative. Yeah. Let's have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get on the water. Let's, yeah. let's get some get food. In the water. I love the Come lady on. that took the horses. Is the lady of the horses here? No. Oh, my God. I just met this lady. It blew my mind. She took horses and they rode from Mexico to Canada, praying for the United States in oh, horses. Yes, More yes, yes. than four months riding, sleeping in the trailer. Yes, I heard about horses. her. Yeah, that's I heard about fun. her. That's awesome. That's fun. For a couple nights, right? For a couple of <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. Can you imagine in a tent and just hoping that your no, horse no, is no, there in the morning? If it were me, the horse would be gone in the morning, and I'd be like, no. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. They don't know, but they are, they are like, as the Airbnb for horses. Yeah. And you can go and put the Airbnb for horses. Really? And then you can stay in a hotel. Yes, 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 yes that's right. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and then you can do bi in bicycles. You surround the city with bicycles and things like that. Do things that, that, that they that has their language and break this religious 
boxing things that things has, like you were saying, things has to be this way. Break the structures. Break the structure of what a service looked like. Yeah. Right now, you're yeah. breaking the structure. That's right. This is That's breaking right. the structure. Right. What we yeah. did last night was breaking a structure. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same way. That's right. It doesn't have to be worship and then the announcement and then the preaching. Come on. Perhaps it has yeah. to be the opposite. Yeah. Let's do the announcements first. <laughs> let's do... Let's do uh, or let's do the offering. <laughs> we and have, then let's do this and then we'll take another offering. We figure out we figure out a way to do the offering that was it's it's, it's 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 very attractive. We train the people to be worshipers. Yes. Because if I have to tell you, give a present to your beloved, so you don't love your beloved. If I have to tell you to give a gift to your beloved, can you imagine mm -hmm. me telling your wife, hey Andrea, right now, in this moment, you have to give a gift. <laughs> to Darren. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought about it. Yes, I love my husband. I'm going to give him this gift. Oh, come on, Anna. Come on. Come on. Come on. If you're a worshiper, uh, come on. no one has to tell you to give to the oh, Lord. Come on, it's Anna. something that flows. Because the Father is a giver. The nature of the Father wow. is a giver. Wow. He gives, yeah. he gives, he wow. gives. He gave his only begotten Son. He that gave his only begotten Son will not restrain anything for you. The heart of the Father is a giver. When you tune up into that frequency yes. and you're just waiting, where I don't have to wait for the offering. That's there are right. moments in the worship that this is the time to run yes. and says, Lord, I want to grab all their angels there. I'm sowing <laughs> in this moment because I want to enter into that dimension that is manifesting here. And people just flood to the, to the, to the altar. You don't have to take an offering. That's right. That's because right. they are worshipers. The Lord is looking for worshipers in spirit and in truth. Yes. And then they get tired of so many offerings. But when they do it spontaneously, mm. you're going to see. Come the on. Lord is doing it, right. and it's going to be more and much more abundant because yes, it's coming good. from the heart. Yes. It's coming from faith. It's coming from a place where you want to do things. Yes. And, oh, I don't want to give. It's your privilege not to give, and you right. miss out mm. great things for your stinginess. Wow. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. 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 But if I have to twist your arm, and we have, oh, now is I the offering time. <laughs> mm. You're right. Yeah. You're right, but if you train the people, yeah. I mean, when we have a conference, I'm preaching and I'm saying something like really cool, and people just, we want that, and they start sowing into the word that is released. Yes. I want that, I want yes. to seal that, that is for me, and they take it. Yes. And then the offering, the offering becomes really exciting. Yes. That's Transformation, good. change, breaks molds. I love it. I was saying, um, so going back to last year at the beginning of all this, and, and we, we, you know, this whole thing, um, we, we get, you know, this whole COVID thing as far as the, 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 the unleashing on our nation, it, it ha started here. Like, so ground zero for COVID-19 mm -hmm. was right here in the Pacific Northwest, just right up the street at the, uh, at the old folks home in, uh, in Kirkland. I'm not bragging, <laughs> but... Now, so the weekend that we found out that seven, the first seven people to die of COVID-19 was, um, was, was here in Kirkland, and uh, Bobby Connor was here, and we were eating lunch downstairs, and one of the gals came into the room and said, another person has just died, making a total count of seven people that have died 
Um, and just, I just remember seeing just Bobby's, Bobby's eyes. Um, we had, <laughs> it's not time. Now is not the time to give. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the guys brought the buckets back. Um, Within two weeks, everything was shutting down, you know. And I remember chatting with uh, Charlie Champ, and you guys both know, know Charlie. And, and I was talking to him on the phone. He goes, what are you going to do, bro? And I was like, man, we, like, we, you know, because I know, I know what Charlie was saying. I know Charlie was, what, I know what Charlie was thinking. Um, and he was saying, he was thinking, dude, don't close. This, don't close. So I knew that, that and I haven't talked about this before, but I, I know that Charlie was thinking, there, there's way more going on here. And, and I, I even had the conversation with Bobby because he saw this, uh, a major bio attack coming from China. Um, Charlie saw a major bio attack coming from China. Um, but I remember just thinking, Char, Char, Charlie's like, don't, don't close. And I remember him just feeling that, the angst of why is the church in America closing? Can't you see what's going on? And I think that that's that tension uh, prophetically when the prophets are, are truly seeing when you've got eagles that can see and they're saying, what, what, you know, and so here we are, like really close friends, and here I am saying, you know, in agreement, you know, here we are, we're close. And then I remember um, when we opened, he said to me, now that you know what you know, would you have done the same thing again? And I said, no, 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 no way. And I mean, so I feel like this is a major learning opportunity, and, and I hope that the church really has learned from this, that, um, that when these things come up and the culture says, this is just what we're going to do, trust us, this is, this is going to save everybody, um, that, we, that we are connected with prophets that don't apologize for hearing God's, you know, you know what I'm saying, and, and that's what I love about Charlie, that's what I love about Bobby, is uh, uh, they haven't apologized for hearing, hearing God's voice, and they've taken a stand, and I know that, that I, we, I know we all believe in the spirit of Jezebel, but I, I've so seen that spirit try to silence the prophets this year, try to make the, the prophets wishy-washy and limp-wristed, and I just appreciate you gals being here this weekend. Uh, 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 I, I sense that same fierceness, that same lion-like nature of God in you, that you're taking a stand and, 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 uh, and you're being so bold, and I just appreciate what you're pioneering uh, for, uh, for the prophetess um, in the kingdom because that's, that's rare. So thank you for what you're walking in. Thank you for your modeling. Thank you for your boldness, and keep stinking going. Keep... Keep going. Come on. Um, all right. Now, the Lord spoke to you guys as well years ago regarding even the vaccine. And I wanted to chat with you, knowing that there's no shame for people that, that have already, you know, whatever else. But there is clearly something very weird happening, even right here in King County. Um, my family can't go into a restaurant to eat. Um, but if we drive up outside a restaurant, it will be packed out full of people, nobody wearing masks. They're all having a great time, laughing and enjoying each other because they have proof that they have been vaccinated. So something very weird is taking place, especially when you have all these people that are vaccinated that are getting sick and dying of, and I've already said all the algorithm words. So I'll, I'll be surprised if we're still streaming right now, but um, I would love to... The, this, this isn't something that we really talked about because we were really staying on point and just bringing what the Lord gave to you to give. But I, I'd be curious just to know kind of how the Lord gave you a heads up on the hour that we're living in now 
um, and, uh, uh, and, any, and anything else that you're really feeling is very, very important for the church to know about uh, for this unique and tricky season that we're in. Actually, the Lord spoke to Bobby. Um, this is before COVID came. And this is in 2019. And, and I pay attention when Bobby has dreams because he doesn't have that many. Wow. But in the dream, he was with a group of pastors in the city. Actually, it started. He saw a hospital and a clergy standing there before a bed, dressed in white, before a corpse. So that was the setting of the dream. A clergy in the hospital and a corpse. Next thing, he was in a, in a room with all these pastors from the city. And all of a sudden, out of the ceiling dropped these huge angels along with, with thrones. And they were being dropped right in the middle to join with the pastors. And Bobby could tell the chief angel, he was the, the biggest one, and he asked the angel, you've come here, what, what do you want to tell us? And the angel told him, he looked at the pastors and said, they're not ready for what's coming. They're not ready for the battle ahead. Whew. And then they were interacting with the pastors and different things were happening. But at the end, uh, Bobby asked the angel again, you know, for any more instruction. And basically he said, you need to be more concerned about your spiritual health than your physical health. Wow. Now this is before anything about COVID. And so, you know, we were thinking that could have some different meanings, but of course the Lord brought it back up. And indeed, it's true. We haven't been ready for that. And going back to the mercy, genera mercy generation, but also the mercy heart, the church culture. You know, we care about one another. We'll see the, the dark powers that be, they jumped on that from the very beginning in the marketing, if you really care about each other, That's right. if you really love one another, and if you're going to be a good Christian, yeah, then you need so to do this. And we fell right into the trap. And this is what makes it so hard is because we want to love one another. And the fact is people were getting sick. I mean, there was truth. And this, this is where it has such power is because things were happening. And of course, fear set in. And we were caught off guard That's right. because the church wasn't ready. That's right. And so it caused us to have to catch up. We've been trying to catch up ever since then. Mm. And to be able to face the truth, I, I, one of my first articles that I wrote when this came out is I'm all for mercy, but mercy can't be based on a lie. That's right. And if, That's right. That's right. So even this next generation, you know, do we want to know the truth? They want to know the truth. You know, the big question though, what is truth? You know, it, it's... Your truth and my truth. I mean, this has been happening for a long time. We just haven't paid attention to it. And so we're, we're playing catch up, you know, but we're having to grapple. Okay, what's, what's true? Because this bioweapon, it is being proven. And, you know, what's the difference between, you know, conspiracy and the truth? About six months. Actually, that was <laughs> right. beginning of the year. It's probably about three months or a week anymore because of, you know, more and more information is coming out. So are we ready to accept it? Yes. I'm thinking how to say it. Because <laughs> she's very polite. <laughs> you go for it, girl. She's Come on. She's pastoral. I'm holding the... <laughs> I'm holding the 
resort here. <laughs> you go. Yeah, since 2010, the Lord started to, to open my mouth because he told me that uh, he needed his church to really enter into divine health. And I started a campaign against pharmaceuticals because I saw how they were destroying the people. And the Lord showed me that close to 2030, there is going to be a complete collapse of the pharmaceutical system because everything was going to come to the light. And, uh, and the Lord gave me the word in, um, in Revelation 9, where these horn, this, these demons come out like with, with hornets and, and come against the people and, uh, and, and the Lord showed me they were, I saw, I saw them, I literally saw them, and they had the faces of men and women dressed in white, and they had needles, and the hornets were needles, and they were coming with needles, and, mm. and people were screaming with pain, and, uh, and this vaccine is not a vaccine. Mm-hmm. A vaccine is, is something that, like, you get a virus, so they, they put the, the, the atrophiate virus inside of you so you can create antibodies. That's the principle of a vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is not a vaccine. That's right. This is something they are doing in the DNA of people. And mm-hmm. they have been scientists that have been shut down and they are, they are literally shutting down every person. I mean, they, I mean, Charlie was shut down because he was speaking about these things and they took their, his Facebook out. Mm-hmm. And, and if you say the truth, they cut you off. That's right. And uh, so that tells you that this is not something that is healthy. And real scientists and people that have worked in the labs are coming out and saying the truth. Right. And, they are, and they are saying how in these vaccines they are putting all kinds of sicknesses in the DNA of people. So at a certain point, immediately not, because if people start dropping dead, but everybody will say, no, the vaccine, don't take the vaccine. That's right. But it's like a trigger. And then some people, they alter their livers, their hearts. I mean, most of the uh, cardiologists that we know, they are saying, please, please, please don't, do, don't put the vaccine because I am have, we are having tons of people with cardiac arrest and mm-hmm. things coming from the vaccine. So they are triggering all these different sickness. So when people start dying, this is a whole economical thing. They want to eliminate mm-hmm. billions of people from the earth because it's not convenient for the economical uh, system to have 8 billion people on the world. So they want to cut off. That's what they're promoting abortion. They don't want any more children. That's what they're promoting homosexuality because homosexuals cannot procreate. That's when they, a lot of, a lot of the people of, with the vaccines, there are others that are saying that people cannot have any more children after the vaccine. So they're altering the DNA and how you react and how, and how sickness will pop up in the people of, that has been vaccinated. So it's a very, very dangerous thing. And, uh, and I think this is just the beginning. The thing is gonna be worse. We're gonna face something bad. And the church has to be ready. That's why we have to be bold. That's why I talk the way I talk. Not because I am harsh, because I love you, because I know what is coming, and if you are not ready, and if you are playing church, you are not gonna know how to face the things that are coming. A lot of Christians have died because they didn't know mm-hmm. how to face yeah. 
what has come. And it's going to be worse. So we have to really tune up with God and line up ourselves in holiness. This is not an hour to play. This is not an hour like, poor me, I'm a poor victim. Rather you take your stand and you become a son of light and a king. Or you're not going to make it. So put your act together. Because God is saying, stop playing church. And America has played church for a very, very long time. And if, you, if we don't rise up, and I truly believe there's a generation of the 7,000 that has not bowed their, their knees, that will rise up. And I'm so excited to have met you, to have met Charlie, because I really see you guys as a young generation, bold generation. We're talking about the millennials. They want to see boldness. Yes. Young yes. people love boldness. Love, they love to see challenge. They don't want something that is wishy-washy. They don't like that. They want boldness. It's breaking me. Yes, that's what they want. I'm going to go for it because that's what they were built for. The same way, uh, uh, I mean, the, the, you see the kids, they are born with a microchip inside of them, and they go into computer. They are two years old, and they already know how to use a computer. And here we are like, how do you do that? <laughs> they are born with a different microchip in the same mm. way they are born with a microchip of the mm. kingdom of God. Yeah. So if we don't give them the kingdom and we give them all this religious system, mm -hmm. they're not going to go for it because their microchip is saying, no, this is not it. It's something different. Mm. It's something more powerful. It's something that, that has to change lives. And that's why the big challenge from heaven is to change. The whole world and the whole heaven are screaming, change. So we cannot be deaf to that shout of heaven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, come on, come on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, what's interesting about the vaccine is that they say that there is like a, a nan nanolipid particles that are being used in this thing. So there's, there is technology that's actually being used yeah. in this thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also interesting because of the number of reports that keep coming out uh, that have 666 within the, within the coding, within the, even the Microsoft patent, which isn't just on, it's not on con just conspiracy websites. People can Google it for themselves and find Microsoft patent 0606. 06. Mm -hmm. And the, basically, it, it, what, from what my understanding of it, it's hard to understand. I'm not an, an engineer. But basically, from what I understand, is it's a, it's a patent on technology, on hardware, that would uh, interface with your phone that would actually sync up with particles, nanolipid particles, in your bloodstream to be able to sync up, uh, to be able to give you information on hardware uh, of what's actually taking place within your own uh, body. But it, it, is this coincidental that 060606 or 666 keeps, it keeps coming up? And the, the other thing is that when you apply for a patent, this number wasn't assigned to them. They chose uh, this number to be given to this, to this patent. So when it comes to, um, uh, to the vaccine, to these patents that come up, and the integration of nanolipid particles, technology, and, that, and how it works with, do you think that there is a... Uh, a, a last day's plot that is being rolled out that this um, thing plays a part of? Or do you feel like it, it is maybe more coincidental and just another attempt by the devil to infiltrate? Uh, how, 
how severe, how much gravity is on this present moment as far as what's actually taking place by what you're discerning? You know, if you look in history, the playbook is always the same. Nobody knows when the end is, including right. Lucifer, but every generation, uh, they've tried the same game plan. The, ch the challenge is the differences with technology in the last 20, 30 years. Wow, wow. It's given them the opportunity to actually succeed in a lot of these things. But here again, as the church, it's so hard to believe that, you know, what you're saying could actually be true. And it was interesting because I had suggested this in one of my YouTube videos and someone wrote to me and she said, you know, if you just look at it from an engineering standpoint, yeah. artificial intelligence has been around for a long time. I mean, if, if you just take it away from the supernatural aspect, just yeah. look at the technology and what they've always been doing, but we don't look at it because it's always heralded as breakthroughs in technology and it's gonna serve mankind. And we don't realize that it's, it can be corrupted for other things. So, you know, as these things, it, personally, as I've seen this stuff come out, I'm not surprised because it is the playbook. I did have a dream five years ago where the Lord was showing me transhumanism. Mm. He was showing me uh, babies that were being manufactured wow. and created that were not human. Wow. And at that point, I didn't have any grid for it. You know, I mean, I saw underground bunkers where these things were, were happening, but it was obviously a lot closer than what we realized this was happening and we didn't know it. So here again, the, the challenge is gonna be, if we're gonna address this, how do we get that truth out in a way that the church believers are even gonna be willing to look at it? Because we just haven't been educated. We have, we have been so inside our own little circle, you know, and just me and my three and come to my church or my prayer meeting or whatever, and we haven't been really looking at all these things. And Hollywood has been promoting, I mean, what Lucifer has been doing, he's been telling us all along. He's really proud of it. He puts it right on the screen, right in front of us. And we believe it's entertainment. And so when the truth is actually shown, we're already desensitized that, oh, this is, yeah, that can't be. I mean, it's, it's make-believe. We've just fallen in the trap because we haven't recognized the spirit behind it and been so desensitized. So we've got some work to do in terms of being able to give the truth, but we've got to put these pieces together you know, both theologically, but also get educated, you know, in just some of these practical things. And I, I'm thankful for the doctors, engineers, those Amen. who, you know, so many that have been trying to tell the truth. If you know where to go, the truth is there. Yes. It really is. You know, you have to go to alternative uh, sites and news sources, but it is there if you really want to know. It's true. It's and true. I think a lot of people don't want to know. That's right. So, and, and lastly, about in terms of last days, I personally don't believe that we are in the last days. Mm -hmm. I believe that it, it, the church isn't getting ready to leave. We're, we're getting ready to lead. Yes. And that good days are ahead. In the midst of all this stuff, we are being prepared to lead, to rise, to shine in the midst of all the darkness. It's not time, you know, to go hiding in your bunker, you know, to be safe because of all the bad things that are going to happen, it's time to rise up and to take our place and to, you know, put, oh, that's a terrible, to put our big panties on, yeah, to stand up, <laughs> you know, the big, big boys and girls here and to be able to face, you know, this stuff and to show some courage, 
you know, because that's the only way we're going to, we have to get rid of that fear and just say, no, God's given us what we need. He's been preparing us for this. I mean, it's a, it's a trial run, I think, for Satan. Yeah. He's, he's going to try every generation wow. to try to do this. Wow. And he's going to try to make us convince, you know, that, oh, this really is the day. The, you know, not, not everybody, you know, would agree with that, but that's, that's where I'm at. I just know where we're headed. It's good. Amen. 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 <laughs> Very good said. Very well said. I personally don't believe in the end times. <laughs> good, okay. Because one of the things the church has completely ignored is history. Mm -hmm. We just read theological books, but we got we got to go and look into history. And uh, this will be a very long conversation, <laughs> but I believe a lot of things that were prophesied in Matthew 24 mm -hmm. and Luke 21 and yes. Mark 13 happened in the year 70. Mm. And I actually wrote a book about, two books about that so people can understand history because mm. he said, Jesus said, this generation will not pass yep. until the end comes. He was looking at the eyes of John, Peter. Mm -hmm. So if I say to you, I'm a prophet of God, and I'm telling you that this generation will not pass until you see yes. heaven blasting the earth or whatever happens. Mm -hmm. What do you think? That I'm talking to you, to your generation, or that I'm talking to generation 2,000 years from now? Mm -hmm. You will think I'm talking to you. So right. when John was hearing, your generation mm -hmm. will not pass until the end comes, they knew it was their generation and actually happened 37 years after Jesus prophesied that. And every single part of Matthew 24 was mm -hmm. recorded by Flavio Josephus. So historically speaking, he was talking about not the end of the world, but the end of an era. The word there is ion. So it's an end of an era. So what Jesus was coming was to fulfill the law and to put an end to the Mosaic era to start the era of the kingdom. Of course, the church lost the kingdom, and we are just tapping into the kingdom. So in the restoration of all things, as we are tapping into the kingdom and very few people honestly are really entering into the kingdom and I believe there's a fullness that is, mm -hmm. is just opening up we're at the mm -hmm. threshold of magnificent yes. things. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean I feel I'm a pioneer and we have entering in Eden, we have entering in places we have taken mm -hmm. people to heaven and, and I know I know nothing <laughs> and, uh, and if the Lord is really restoring the, the preaching of the kingdom the gospel of the kingdom, this is not the time to destroy anything. And like right. I said the other day, the Lord says, I will destroy those who destroy the, the world. And then what? He's going to destroy the world himself? Mm -hmm. It's nonsense. Mm -hmm. Now, I believe there are patterns, like you said, like they have been really antichrist on the mm -hmm. earth. I mean, Nero was a, a real antichrist. Mm -hmm. Mussolini was a real antichrist. Right. Hitler. Yep. I mean, have every, every sign of an Antichrist, yep. Antichrist right? Mm -hmm. So I believe in the different generations, you see the church, oh, we're preparing, we're preparing. And, and, and the Lord says, Antichrist means what is against the anointed one. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. So if someone is against the anointed one, that's an antichrist spirit. Yep, that's right. Amen? So, and the mark of the beast, the 666, is the number of the human being. We right, are man. 666 mm -hmm. carbon. We're a carbon unity whose molecular uh, thing is 666. So everything that comes from us, from the human, versus the Christ, is an antichrist spirit. People that will never enter, that are coming and get, they are marked. Mm -hmm. They are marked with that humanistic thing. Yeah. Now, are there patterns and signs and marks? So I believe they are. Yeah. I believe they are. And, 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 and they are trying to do these kind of things, not because it's the end of the time, but because mm -hmm. they want to control the people. Yes. It's like the I Hitler agree. mentality. Mm -hmm. It's the Mussolini mentality. It's the mm -hmm. Castro mentality. Wow. Yep. Wow. You see? Wow. So it's not, it's not because it's the end of the world, like you mm -hmm. said. God is about redeeming. Yes. God is not about destroying. Yes. Never in the Bible. The, I mean, if we're going to understand prophecy, the prophecy like Peter's, it's written in the book of Peter, it says all the prophets inquire. The, who, who was the person, what was the time referring by the spirit of Christ that was in them? It is the spirit of Christ that prophesied from Abel all the way to John the Baptist. It is the spirit of Christ that continues to prophesy. So everything that Jesus prophesied, he prophesied in the Old Testament because he came to fulfill the law. He came to fulfill all prophecy. That's why he continually said, I do this because it is written and I have to fulfill it. I do this because it's written. I do this because he came to fulfill. So every prophecy has to have a backing in the Old Testament. Mm. And you don't see all these end time theologies in the end times. I mean, in the, in the, in the, in the okay. spirit of the Christ. Mm -hmm. You see the spirit of the Christ coming and change the world. You see two eras, the mosaic era, the era where there was, the devil was controlling, controlling the earth. And believe me, it's a complete different earth once the throne mm -hmm. has been occupied and mm -hmm. before when the throne was empty. And empty. Mm -hmm. Amen? So there is a new earth and there is a new heaven because the Lord of Lords sat on the throne. Mm -hmm. That changed heaven. Yes. That changed the earth. Mm -hmm. His whole glory filled the entire yes. earth. Mm -hmm. So it's a complete different earth that mm -hmm. before Jesus conquered through the resurrection. Amen. Mm -hmm. So I believe we're in a very dangerous moment. Amen. I'm not saying happy, 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 there's no destruction. No, 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 no. There is major things, and we're allowing, like I said in the morning. It is the attitude of the church that is allowing. We have the power of life and death in our mouth. You know how many Christians are speaking death and destruction mm -hmm. and prophesying destruction? Oh, the end is coming, the yes. end is coming. Mm -hmm. Millions of voices speaking end, yes. dead, sickness, destruction. That wow. has an echo. Wow. Yes. That is an echo. Mm -hmm. We are the voice of God. Mm -hmm. The voice of God is against death. He mm -hmm. gave his son to yes. destroy death, not to perpetuate death. He destroyed the works of the devil. 
Amen. So he's not going to join into this killing and destroying. He wants people saved. He mm -hmm. wants to see the kingdom on earth. He wants to see the city of God established on the world. And that's why a generation that truly believes the truths of heaven has to arrive. And we are at the, at the, at the beginning, at the threshold of this happening. And all this shaking is to shake our theologies, right. to shake our religion, so we can stand as kings, as rulers of the light of this world and change things. That is what is happening. And a lot of people are going to fall under the control of the governments. Yes, they are. And that's an antichrist spirit, absolutely. And they're going to, and they're, and they're, what is the government saying? Oh, what is Biden saying? Oh, 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 they, they, they make candles to, to Saint Fauci. I mean, come on, give me a break. <laughs> Have you seen the candles? No. I, I promise. Give me, Anna, bring the, 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 the candles for Saint Fauci. Google that. No, no, it's in Amazon. You can oh, buy, you it. can buy a candle for Saint Fauci. Yeah, find that and, for sure. And, and, and turn on candles they're building a I'll, shrine I'll hold it to, up to, to the Fauci. camera. We can put that on there. Stocking stuffers. <laughs> okay. So. So there is your false prophet there if you want to be. You know, so. I think this whole shaking is for the good. Yes. Wow. I is. think it's going to really stir up. There's, it is stirring up mm. the good people. Yes. And the people that just want to leave a lukewarm, bye-bye kind of thing. Mm. Their works will follow you. Mm -hmm. That's right. So good. Mm -hmm. So good. It's so good. Come on. Yeah. That's good. I said it. I'm a good. Yes. I, said it. I like it. For the pre-trip people, nothing has changed at all. They still believe exactly what. You know, um, <laughs> um, it's funny because for myself, you know, I I tend to preach, you know, kingdom now. Come on, let's go. Mm -hmm. It's time. It's not time to get out of here. I think a lot of Christians are kind of like the Matrix. You know, get me an exit. Ah, come on, Morpheus. You know, um, <laughs> but even though publicly. Even though publicly I'm like, we're going to be here a long time, let's go. Sometimes internally and secretly, and I would never say this publicly, but sometimes inside I feel like with my eschatology, with my understanding of the end times, I feel kind of bipolar. Because, you know, I'll be here on Sunday saying, we're not going anywhere. We're going to bring the kingdom. And then I turn on the news on Monday morning, <laughs> and I'm like, the globalists are taking over, you know. <laughs> Come on, honey, let's buy a house in the hills, right? But no, I, I believe this is the time. This is the time to arise and shine. We can't, we can't be looking to get out of here. We got to be I looking mean, to establish something and to, yeah. to build something. If the, end, if the end was here, I mean, how many billions of people will go to hell? Come that's on. Right. Yes. That's, that's right. not yes. the heart of God. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so you can undo your, your luggage. Yeah. You <laughs> Did you find the candle? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, can you put up the candles? You put them up? Where Will it go online too, so all the amazing people online can see it? <laughs> no, that, they, this is like they, they'll put it up. the ridiculousness of this hour. The Fauci candle. <laughs> you got it there, Glenn? Awesome. Is that one second? Oh. There it is. You see it? He kind of looks like Ernie. <laughs> okay. Everyone, shh, shh, shh. Glenn, get that down. This last year, this is crazy. This happened this, this last year, 2021, because of the Freedom of Information Act, 
all these files were released from the Pentagon. On disc full disclosure, the CIA says that this is everything that we have on UFOs. And for the very first time, right, like our, our government's actually saying, yes, we have thousands and thousands of recorded hours of these spaceships that, 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 that can go ridiculously fast. They appear, they disappear, they can go underwater. And, and our government's saying we don't have any technology for this. And it's funny because I have conversations with pastors about this, and, and it's split. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's split within the church. Of course, you know, no pastor would ever talk about this from their stage. <laughs> and they have never made it research. They have an opinion on something they have never made a research. Yes. Yep. They have never asked God. They're just following the religious thing, and they're demons. Right. Never, never went to research. Yeah, so, so they're all over the map. So, so what do you guys think? I mean, the significance of this year, like this is all, it's, I'm telling you, I'm there's, there'll telling probably you. be something on the news this coming week on it. I am a researcher. Yeah, and here's the other thing about it. I don't know if you think this is weird. I think this is weird. This stuff's hitting the news and doesn't seem like anybody cares. Like, I don't know about you. I, I watch all the UFO movies. Well, just kidding. This is weird, getting honest and we're at church. But, um... I watch this movie, and this is what I know. Whenever it hits the news, everybody panics. The grocery store's empty, everything. And here we are in the middle of a global emergency, and they're putting out information on UFOs and aliens. Nobody cares. Does, isn't that weird? Like, <laughs> ladies, what the heck is going on right now? What is this? Anna. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get comfortable. <laughs> no. No, because, I, I have, because I'm a researcher. I don't have an opinion of something that I have not researched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I research. Okay. I go deep. Yeah. I don't get this thing, and, and I have this opinion. No, 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 I don't have an opinion. Right. If I want to have an opinion, it's because I have facts. Yes. When we went to Antarctica, it was the year 2011, and remember all these prophecies that it was the, the Mayas have said that was the end of the world, yeah. and that the acts of the earth was going to turn around and then there's yeah. going to be destruction everywhere and everyone's panicking for 1212, right? But in 2012. So the Lord spoke to us to go to the source of Abaddon. Abaddon the source of what? Abaddon. Abaddon? Abaddon. 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 Abaddon? Hell. Abaddon. Abaddon. Hell. Hell Abaddon. <laughs> okay. I'm a, I'm a dumb. Abaddon. It's a god. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> we got it. Okay, you got it. And he says, there is a release of destruction that is literally coming out from Abaddon. Abaddon, remember, in the book of Revelation, is where destruction. Abaddon means destruction. Okay. And he's Apollyon. Yeah. He's king. Yeah. Means the destroyer. Wow. And he was planning a major destruction. So the Lord sent us to Antarctica to the doors of Abaddon. Wow. So we gathered prophets from different nations, really, really major, top of the line warrior prophets. And we said, this is a very serious thing. And we're going to go to Antarctica because that's where we are. The Lord is saying to go. 
So we made this trip to Antarctica, and as we crossed the, the Drake, the door of Abaddon opened up. And the Lord started to show us that actually the earth is hollow. The earth is not filled with magma. The earth is hollow. There is a magma beneath the, the surface of the earth where mm. the volcanoes take the magma. Yeah. But beneath the earth is hollow. Actually, it's in the Bible. And the earth, it says, you have read it at tons of times, but we believe more in science than in the Bible. But I'm going to read it in the Bible because this is very cool because it's going to give you a lot of answers. And the earth was without form and void. And this word void in the Hebrew is hollow. Mm. So Moses was seeing a hollow earth wow. covered with waters. Wow. Void is something that can be filled. Yeah, that's right. Desert is something that is bare. Okay, so a glass is void or full. The earth was hollow. hollow. So there are entrances in the North Pole and in the South Pole to the hollow earth. And there's a verse that says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and to the inhabitants beneath the waters. The inhabitants wow. beneath the waters. When it says inhabitants, it's not, like I said before, it's not a octopus or... Right, right. <laughs> right? Nemo. So there are some kind of beings there. During the Second World War, Hitler put a military base in Antarctica. Why, if you're fighting in Europe, right, right. you're going to put a military base of millions of dollars wow. in Antarctica? Makes no sense. Right. And then England comes and puts another military base in Antarctica. Why Antarctica? Why it was so important? Because Hitler, who was a major Satanist, right. discovered the entrance to the hollow earth. And there was a major intelligence there. And these UFOs, they're coming from beneath the earth, from the center of the earth. And they come out, circle, and come back. That's what they see, you see them entering the waters. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not coming from outer space, they're wow. coming from inside the earth. Wow. And this is very interesting. So Hitler wanted to make contact with this uh, intelligence because he wanted to create human beings. He wanted to create an artificial intelligence right, right. with created a, a person and created an army right. that to control the world. Right. That, I mean, this is yeah. this is major. And yeah. even there is there is a picture that is very famous with Hitler and a and an alien. Probably you have seen it. I haven't seen it. No. I know. Look in the internet. Hitler and the alien. Yeah. So he's there with the alien. It's not an alien. It was his first creature. No. It was his first man-made person. And he died, the person died in like a couple of hours, six hours after that. They wow. Didn't, didn't survive. Wow. But there was major technology, and he was after that technology to control the world. Wow. So that's what they're doing. They are entering these places of technology. So when we were in Antarctica, we entered that place. So that. In, <laughs> in the natural. 
In the spirit. In the spirit. In the spirit. We were translated supernaturally to the South Pole, to the center of the pole. Wow. To consecrate the South Pole to the Lord. And it's very interesting if you go to, um, to Google Map. Yeah. You can Google everything in the earth except the North Pole and the South Pole. They're blocked. Why are they blocked? Because they don't want you to know. There is, there is a very powerful article by a captain called Captain Bird. Have you know if you have read Captain Bird? No. Bird like the bird. Yeah. And Captain Bird was a captain in the American Army, and he overflew the South Pole. And he tells a story on how he was flying, and suddenly he entered into this place and found himself inside of the Earth. And it's an amazing story. And it's classified, it was, has been classified in the Area 51 and the whole thing. And, uh, but it's very, very interesting with this captain. So, so uh, these things are coming from beneath the earth. And that are most likely man-made by Satan. No, no, no. Like there you. is an intelligence beneath. Okay. I don't know what they are. Got it. I, there are beings. Yeah. There are beings there. I'm not going to say humans because they're not humans. Yeah. They're not angels. They're not demons. They're inhabitants yeah. beneath the water. That's what it says. Whoa to the inhabitants beneath the waters. Wow. So, so there is all this technology. We, enter actu we actually enter the place of technology, and we had a group of scientists, of German scientists. <laughs> we enter, when we enter the, that place, they were like, oh my God, this is so intense. Oh, we're going to take all this technology. And the Lord says, no, you're going to destroy wow. all this technology. Wow. 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 And we have to destroy the technology. And they were like crying because the Germans, they, they like their technology. So, yes, there but, are things like that. And let, let me ask you really quick. I mean, I, I know I'm interrupting. I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm geeking out right now. Okay, so um, <laughs> going back to the mermaid thing. So there's a picture of, there's a picture of Barnum, you know, um, a Barnum Circus, and he claimed to have had a mermaid. Uh, have you seen Barnum's mer mermaid? I have not seen Barnum's mate. All right, so they got a picture of Barnum's, well, like of of Barnum's mermaid. That's the one that you, you had last night, the, yeah, the yeah. skeleton. And, um, ah, the skeleton that we yes. saw last night. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw it. Just before his debut of, this, of, of his mermaid, that is when his circus burned down. So, like, you know, the greatest showman, like, like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the, his circus burned down. So he was having the debut of, of the Barnum mermaid. And what's interesting is the face of that, of that mermaid looks identical to the face of a lot of, of the uh, pictures of aliens. And, um, and what I'm wondering is um, if it's tied to serpents mm -hmm. um, and like even the, the serpent that, you know, that was in the garden that visit, you know, a lot of people think that the serpent was a snake, but uh, these things, no, the serpent, these things the serpent look, was, there is an order of angels that were called the serpents. If you read the book of Enoch, he speaks about the order of the serpents. So the serpent was like a very angelical kind of thing that was cursed and became a serpent. But there is an order, according to Enoch, called the serpents. Yeah, I was just thinking that these things look very reptilian as far as they are, whether, yeah, it's, they're whether they're it's the mermaid look or it's the alien. It appears as though they have the same type face, but just with a different... Animal, animal uh, Planet made an interview of these two oceanographers that that capture on camera a mermaid, a really ugly creature, 
and you can see it on camera. Yeah. And it was captured in the waters of Greenland. In, of Greenland. It's very spooky. Yeah. Yeah. But you can go. That hand, the hand that hits the glass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how far do you want to go down this? Yeah, this I mean, hole? what do you think of Juan as far as the significance <laughs> of this year and these things being released uh, as far as the, all this documentation? And is, is, as the church, is it something that we should even pay attention to? Or well, yeah, we need to pay attention. I mean, UFOs is just one thing. I mean, I, I'm I would probably be more concerned about the trafficking and the satanic ritual abuse, the Luciferian things. That's because that's what's fueling so much of this stuff. And that's going to be the shocker. But, I mean, that's, people have known about that for a long time. We just haven't been ready to deal with it. And I think that's part of even, you know, what's been happening this year. Because it has been reported a lot of rescuing has been done. There's been a lot of things already happening in the dumps, you know, underground. I think that's going to be the thing that's going to blow things open. And I believe that that's really going to usher in the unity that's needed in the church when we are faced with the realities of what's been happening underneath concerning all these things, the reality of the dark side. Um, I think it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to force us to deal with that. And, wow. I mean, can you imagine all of a sudden priorities become very clear? Yes. When you see, I mean, I've just seen a few things. I mean, I can't, I can't even watch them. Um, and I've, I've heard from testimonies of people who have come out of it and who have been a part of it. it it's absolutely wicked. And, and we just have no clue. And I think when everyone has a reality check with that, I think that's going to start. Because there's all the other information, be it political realm, UFOs, all that, even technology. I mean, <laughs> when it all comes out, many people are going to understand we've been living a lie. Yeah. For many, many years. This is going to be the shell shock. Is because, like, how did we miss it? I mean, it's going to be very humbling for a lot of people because we totally missed it. Our eyes have been closed. And, all, and because we've been walking in unbelief, we haven't been able to look at it. So even in this year, as hard as it has been, it has forced us to develop some strong muscles, I think, to stomach what's coming. Sure. If this stuff would have been revealed at the very beginning, we wouldn't have been able to handle it. We would not have been ready. But because of what we've had to deal with already, we've had to make, make some tough choices. We realize there's a cost to this. This is not always fun. It's going to be painful. And I think he's, he's been getting us ready for, for what is coming um, that, that is going to be very hard, but it's so needed. Wow. And we also have to understand how, how the, the media operates. I'm coming back to the to yeah. the you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're saying it's, it's very powerful. I'm going to link it together. There, there's a strategy in the government. And when people are focusing too much on something, like right. the vaccine and, and right. what is going right. and their plans, they divert the attention yeah, to right. something different. Yeah, yes. Like right. the election. Everybody was like, oh, the election, the fraud. And immediately they divert and they stop talking about that. Mm -hmm. So. It can be also a strategy to divert the attention so people can just continue being vaccinated wow. and they wow. continue to do their mm -hmm. plans and blah, blah, blah. I believe if there was a real threat with a UFOs, the Lord will, will start to speak to us. Yes. Mm -hmm. it was, if there was a threat, yeah. we are not in the dark. Yeah. So 
So far, the UFOs, if they appear or whatever, they haven't done any harm. So if they're there, they're not doing any harm. And uh, so, but I'm telling you, what's happening in the polls? That's fascinating. Yeah, intense. that's fascinating. And it's interesting that the mermaid, the, the mermaid, the, that made me it jump so close. high. You know, it was, I jumped so it was high. very close. I think I screamed out loud when I yeah, watched that. Imagine. Can you imagine seeing that? And that was very close to the island of Svalbard. Svalbard belongs to Norway. Yeah. And, uh, and that is the, in the Arctic Circle. So God knows if it is connected or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I, I want to switch it up now. Uh, there's a lot going on in the nations, and it feels like that's not really being talked about either. It feels like there's such an emphasis on um, on Biden and let's go Brandon and exactly. and, and all and all saying. that stuff. It's, is it a, is it a sin for a, uh, for a Christian to wear a let's go Brandon t-shirt? <laughs> no, okay, okay. No, here's my here's my actual question. So it was um, uh, <laughs> it was in the it was in the headlines recently that the Department of Homeland Security reports the first ever known drone attack against the U.S. electricity grid. And they don't know what nation was behind it, but it was a, a deliberate drone attack on our electricity grid for our nation. This last year, there's been a lot of stuff happening with cyber attacks on our country, and yet it hits the news. Ma major power outages, ma major water. Even this last year, our country paid. Um, we say we don't negotiate with terrorists, but this last year we did. We actually uh, paid hackers. We don't even know what nation was behind it, but we paid a tremendous amount of money to get them to undo the virus that they'd put into our system. So um, there's so much happening when it comes to China and Russia, um, even the, the, the Chinese flying planes just off the coast of Hawaii recently. And um, to me, it feels like there's really something happening, a, a real chess match happening um, with the nations that for the most part, the greater... Uh, leftist media is completely, uh, completely avoiding, mm -hmm. um, and even even a lot of the right wing me media is really not not talking about it as well. You can find it if you're looking for it, and it's in major news publications. Mm -hmm. But it, it does feel like we could be on the pre uh, on on the verge of of a World War Three. It, uh, but it would be completely different than the way that previous wars were fought. In fact, I kind of wonder if that's already begun, mm -hmm. but it's, it's more of a cyber war than it is actually sending people yes. into... I mean, if the Chinese flew jets over our nation, that it would be, it'd be on, right? But you can fly a drone and attack a power grid, and nobody really knows what's, what's going on. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing and sensing and discerning? And, and the reason I ask this, the UFO is kind of an interesting kind of question, but I feel like... I feel like the church really, really, really needs, especially in America, to realize that there is more going on than just the vaccine. And just that, that to the degree, this can become a bit of a smokescreen yeah. to yes. a bigger yes. uh, geopolitical chess mm -hmm. match that is taking place. And we could be in a very vulnerable, I'm, I'm a little worried about how vulnerable our country is because of who the commander in chief is. It, it, like, and I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but if I was a, a, a nation that, that had an agenda to take over the world and there was this country, America, and, their, and their, their leader of their armies wasn't able to complete a sentence, I would say now would be our time to move in. <laughs> and so um, uh, what are you sensing in regards to a war of nations and what's escalating right now 
And, and do you feel like there should be an urgency in the church for us to really be praying and seeing and discerning and not being so caught off guard by, by the, like the mono conversation that's happening in the media, which is only COVID and the vaccine? What I, what I said before, I am seeing something really bad coming. Something really dark is coming. And that is why we have to change the focus. That's what the Lord is saying, focus in heaven. Because, I mean, focusing on my little needs, oh, I'm a poor victim, oh, I'm so rejected, oh, I'm bound to this demon and this pornography. Stop it, man. That's right. Stop it. I mean, we have, we have to really put our act together and really become the army of God and really become the sons of light. Because sons of light can change things. That's right. I mean, I do believe with all my heart that there is no kingdom as the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. But I feel we are very few. I feel that the remnant is scattered. The remnant is not together. The right. remnant, and, and, and that is my fear. I fear more for the condition of the church wow. than what the governments. Because if we rise up, right. there is no chance for them. Mm-hmm. There's right. no chance. It's like, like Reese Howells, I mean, in a room of intercession, he destroyed the Third Reich. A little wow. room of intercession destroyed the Third Reich. Wow, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's so, right. so, yeah, those are victories. Those that's are right. victories of the church. And I believe this shaking is really stir up, stirring us up to really rise up as kingdom people real, with real understanding. Because if we don't, if we don't, put our act together in the kingdom of God, we're not going to make it. That's right. So, so it's, like I said it, and I say it again, 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 it's time to change, to change our perspective, to change the way we do church, to change where we're thinking, and to really be militant, militant in the right way, That's right. To, to really seek the Lord and be the light and start changing things. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Come on, come on. And we can change. We can change city by city. We can protect, like, like I said before, since 2004, we have been stopping every hurricane that was coming to, wow. to, to Florida. Wow. I mean, the prophecies of destruction, no way, Jose. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no really. <laughs> but there is a protection in Florida because we are standing with understanding. We're protecting our, our territory. Our territory is not just loose. And, and, and right now, it's probably one of the best states in America. But there is right. a kingdom, a kingdom anointing. We have taken the territory. We have anointed the entire territory. We have taken the water. We have taken authority. We wow. have taken the ports. Wow. We have taken the military, the navy in Jacksonville. We have taken those places. We have we have made stands. We have established angels everywhere. So we are doing our homework, and we are not too many in Florida. But the little we are, is more than the darkness. That's right. And that's that right, is very right, powerful right, because right. sometimes we say, oh, we are we're very little and we cannot do things. I mean, my sister Cecilia is here. When Mexico was in complete darkness, which it was 0.01% of Christianity in Mexico, we were 30 people in our church. 30 people, with 30 people, we took the nation and turned it upside down. And turned it upside down. The UFO is playing. <laughs> Shh. Stop it. I... 
I want to laugh because it's so tense. <laughs> it's good to laugh. It's so good. It's so, it's so good. good. No, it's good. really, really. It's not about multitudes and multitudes. That's right. One person with understanding, like actually this morning, the Lord was, 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 came to me and he was showing me this, this, this part where Noah, Noah was just believing what he was seeing from God. We're seeing the kingdom. The kingdom is to be seen. He that is born of the water and the spirit can see the kingdom, can enter the kingdom, period. So Noah was seeing something that was unseen, that was unheard of. And he remained in that, and he remained in that, and he remained in that, and he condemned by his faith the entire world. One man. One man. The least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist and Noah. This is the power that we have. And we have just make it so little churchy little thing. No, really, really, really. Let's talk because this is important. But I believe in the Noahs. I believe in this power. I believe one person can really shake things. One person. One will kill a thousand, two will kill ten thousand, five we can kill five hundred thousand. A group of people like you guys can do major things. I'm serious. We took the nation with 30 people. Turned it upside down, changed it. We broke down the government that was controlling the nation for 70 years. We put the Pope in checkmate. <laughs> really? No, 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 no. I mean, because we believe. We believe we were greater than them. And we have to believe the kingdom of God is greater than any kind of conspiracy and things That's right. that we hear. We are greater. <laughs> but we have to focus. Just think of this. The kingdom of darkness... That's the third part of the angels, that actually they are bound. They're bound because it's written that they're in prison, so they're gone. So we all, we, we're dealing with demons, just demons. And what was I saying? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say. The demonic, the demonic realm. Imagine, this is the demonic realm, the kingdom of darkness, this big. Now imagine the majesty of heaven, glorious, infinite, superb. And the more you see the immensity and the power and the majesty, the smallest and smallest and smallest and smallest it becomes until it's a little tiny, Dot. Why focus on the dot? When we can focus on this greatness that God has given give us access to. Mm -hmm. Wanda, Amen. nations, stuff's happening. What, what are you feeling? 
<laughs> I, I mean, I don't know a lot of what's happening in the nations in terms of political, geopolitical things. I do see people rising up. Because I'm on Telegram, and that's where you can see a lot of the, the clips of the nations, you know, people in the streets and people who are standing for their nation. I mean, nation after nation. Wow. Um, I mean, Australia is obviously in lockdown, but there are people. I mean, it's, it's a global awakening that people are rising up. They're sure. realizing that we, sure. the people, you know, need, need to step in. I'm probably a little bit more hopeful in terms of just for this nation. Uh, and here's where I, what I say is not as a prophet. I'm saying as a believer, just using some common sense. <laughs> because even our, as someone with common sense, I hope I have common sense. If I really believe that God set apart President Trump to serve four terms and to see what, what he was able to accomplish, and you know, they're not dumb people that God has already been putting in place who have been very aware of all of these things for a long, long time. I believe that they knew what was going to happen in November 2020, and I believe that plans were made and that uh, the, the current B administrator is perhaps not even really the commander-in-chief. I, I question who he even is. And so I think there's many things that are going on behind the scenes that they have been doing and that it's not as bad in some ways as what it appears uh, because of some of these operations that have had to happen. And so, uh, and just because I've, you know, I've prayed for, and, and again, the focus isn't on President Trump. He, he's, uh, uh, he's being used like many, many people. He has a role to play. But if you know who he is as a person, he is not the kind of person that would just step away you know, after all he's done and said, I guess I lost. <laughs> that doesn't, it's not even common sense if you know the man. And I just believe that there's a lot of things that uh, are in place. And I believe in terms of our world security, I believe that we're more secure than what we realize. Uh, because my faith is in God too, all the prayers that have been prayed. I, I don't believe that we are a target for, you know, a, another war on the ground. We are in another war, war already. It is cyber, it is biological, it is psychological. We are in a war now. And so, because with the technology that's available, you don't even have to use guns on the street anymore. I mean, we're, we're experiencing this. There are mass casualties in this war. And this is part of the reality that we haven't dealt with, is we're still trying to treat it as some kind of virus and we're not realizing this is a war. It's, it's spiritual, but it's very real. But people have known about it. God has been speaking to people. I mean, the church is just waking up, but God has been listening to our prayers and he's been waking other people up, you know, to, to make plans. So I'm, I'm probably a little bit more hopeful, even though it's gonna be a long journey because this reset, this has been so ingrained. We are so infected from so deep. You know, this is a part of this cleaning out of the global swamp. It's gonna take a while. I mean, this is why we have to be ready to take our place and to keep this deliverance that God wants to give us. It's going to be messy. It's going to be very messy. But I, I still have faith that there's a lot more in place than what we realize and that God's not going to let us go down. Sure. He, he, it's not going to come to that point. That, yeah. That's what I'm contending for. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, thank you for hanging out for probably, I don't know, we've got 90 minutes or <laughs> two hours or something. 
just to dive into all of this wild, you know, uh, this was kind of like more of like in, in the mind of Darren, like stuff that I'm thinking on, you know, these, these days. But, uh, but I really appreciate where you guys were willing to go. And uh, I, I, I absolutely love this. This was so stinking. This is so cool. This is I, so I think this is a dynamic that is very powerful. It's really, really powerful because, I mean, really you can get to deep places. And, and one thing I think it's, it's very cool, like we have the chance to talk with one another, to sit in the table, to exchange ideas. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and one of the greatest things is the table of the prophets. Mm -hmm. I, I do believe a table of the prophets is the one most delightful thing I can enjoy. I mean, I enjoy conference and everything, but when I sit with the prophets, and we talk and we just enjoying one another and sharing and things go deeper and deeper and deeper and get all excited, very excited. It's, it's my goodness, it's, it's like an like a incredible thing. Mm -hmm. And to be able to share it with the people mm -hmm. that perhaps they never had the chance to sit with us and, mm -hmm. and drink with us and eat with us, but that's what they are doing. They're, we are inviting you to this table, and, and I think it's a very, very powerful dynamic. Yes. Amen. Thank you for Amen. doing Amen. it. Amen. Thank you so Absolutely. much. <laughs> the only thing that we didn't get to talk about that I wanted to talk about, we'll do it next time, is uh, cryptocurrency. So we'll do that. We'll do that next time. Emerson, you have to. Emerson is the genius in that. Next time you come, you're gonna, you'll bring Emerson with Emerson. you. And we'll, Emerson we'll will blow your mind. Oh, I know, I know, yeah. I know. All right, it sound, sounds like a date, you guys. Okay. Thank you for coming. This has been a powerful weekend. One last time, let us thank our guest this weekend, Anna Mendez Farrell, Wanda Alger. Awesome. Thanks for being a part of this weekend. It's been amazing. God bless you guys.